Welcome to P3 Radio. The monkey only dances as good as the guy grinding the organ handle. Give a listen. We're coming for you, baby. <laughs> that was my moment of I carried a watermelon. And uh, you're going to call me back tomorrow, whatever I do. I mean, you better believe I took my turn a little bit. <laughs> what? Cool story, bro. PG3 Radio. Nope. Here's your host, Josh Friday. Ladies and gentlemen, next up we have crying little blind children. Richard Mulliken. I don't know. Is this making any sense to anybody out there? It's showtime! It's showtime! It's showtime! Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of P3 Radio. I'm Richard Mulliken, joined by my co-host and best friend, Josh Briley. Say hey, Josh. How's it going, everybody? Well, you know, it seems like today hasn't been a great day. Um, not a lot of great things have happened and we're recording this on a, on a Saturday. It's, uh, the date is July 21st and I say that not a lot of great things have happened today. You know, the first thing we recorded today was a little, a silly little press conference, um, about what has been going on in, in, in my life. And like I said, most of our, most of our regular listeners don't listen to it. It's it's not that interesting. But all of that kind of, within the matter of like five, ten minutes after we did it, just seemed insignificant. And we didn't want to make a whole show about this, but we're, for me at least, I'm just still kind of in shock. Uh, we got news about 30 minutes ago that uh, Robbie Douglas, also known as Wayne Kendall, his real name's Wayne Kendall. Uh, we had him on the show back in December. Black time boxing. He was a wrestler. He was a MMA fighter. Uh, and, you know, just to me, an all-around friend. You know, every time I saw him, we just kind of picked right back up to what where we left off. And uh, we learned about 30 minutes ago that Robbie passed away last night. Uh, it's it's tough. You know, he was like I said, super great guy. Uh, to me, you know, anyways, I can only say what I what I know about how he treated me. And I know, Josh, you know, you had the pleasure of meeting him, you know, this year at Black Tie Boxing when we went. And, you know, I don't know. I'm sure you you might have some recollection of how it was. Well, my thing, you know, with with Wayne, he didn't know me from Adam. He had just, you know, talked to me on the show before, but. You know, he, he didn't personally know me, but, you know, from the time, hello, he was super cool, and it was as if we've known each yeah. other forever, you know? Yeah. But, it, to like you said, to me, he seemed like a totally good-natured guy, you know, but that just shows you, you know, people have problems, and a lot of times, you know, they're not visible, and, you know, it just sucks whenever one of the good ones goes, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, like I said, uh, not a lot of details right now, you know, and just keeping his family. And uh, he had uh, what sucks so bad about it is he had a little girl, and she couldn't have been maybe three, four years old. And that's just heartbreaking. And I, you know, like I said, I'm kind of at a loss of words right now. Um, I didn't want to make this show a whole somber show, uh, you know. Not saying that's what he would have wanted, but you know, when we talked to him back, uh, back in, I think it was December, 
we had talked about doing this more often, letting him call in and just talk wrestling and stuff with us. But, you know, life gets in the way. You do things. He does things. So you just did, we just didn't have the time to call him back and, and do those things. Yeah, it kind of puts things in more of a perspective, you know, about what you put off. And But I'm telling you, go back and listen to that interview, you know, just um, how we got along, how – how he talked—that was that was what you got. And, and he was a he was a true wrestling fan. Too. Oh yeah. He, I mean, you could tell when we were talking. He absolutely loved the history of pro wrestling. Yeah, I mean, we, you know, back then before the internet, we we actually said it before the internet. You had, uh, you know, fifteen miles could separate you for life. And when we were kids, he was basically doing the same thing. On the north side on of the town. On the north side of town <laughs> that me and Josh were doing here on the south side of town. And if he would have grown up here, we probably would have been probably would have been one of our brothers, one of our best friends uh, growing up. But, man, it, it, it sucks. He was probably about 35 years old, uh, and he leaves behind a kid. And uh, there's just – I mean, my heart goes out to his family. Um, like I said, I, I – didn't know if I should say anything or we should say anything, but it's just so fresh and it's so right here in our minds that, man, I just keep his family, his family, and you know his uh, his daughter in your in your thoughts and prayers, because uh, like I said, Robbie, Robbie, <laughs> he hated us calling him Robbie, uh, which is you know his wrestling name, but Wayne was um, Wayne was awesome. And he's definitely going to be missed. And uh, that's about, man, that's about all I can say. But tell you what, we'll we'll come back. We're going to take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll we'll do a normal show. We'll try to try to do everything the right way. Um, try to get back to some form of normalcy here. But just wanted to take these few moments to just say thanks to Robbie for everything that he might have done for me. Um, getting me bookings for MMA announcing and all that stuff and just for the guy he was and just just have have you in my thoughts and prayers man you and your family so we'll be right back after this break score big is the leading online marketplace for tickets to sports concerts theater and family events Scorebig allows you to purchase last-minute tickets to sold-out events. Also, the latest on sales of popular artists, teams, and productions. They'll get you in. They safeguard your transaction with a 100% money-back guarantee under a secure checkout with interactive seat maps to guide your purchase. And whether it's an Atlanta Braves game, Metallica concert, or a WWE event, they've got you covered. Book your seats now at tinyurl.com slash p3events. That's tinyurl.com slash p3events. Yo, man, come to Florida. We got all of the sights you've been wanting to be seeing, man. Come to SeaWorld. Free your willy, man. Come to Legoland. Everything is awesome. You can come to Universal Studios. Get your Martin McFly on, man. You hear the trash can drums, man. Josh, I love it. Josh, Josh, what are you, what are you doing, man? Huh? What are you, what are you doing? This isn't Jamaica. This is Florida. What? 
I heard the trash can drums and I just got excited. Well, I'm they're sorry. called steel drums, and everything you else you pretty much said was okay, but we want to say also that if you book with Florida Ticket Station, your tickets are guaranteed by the state of Florida to be valid. So your vacation will be on point and where it needs to be the right way. So go right now to Florida Ticket Station by visiting them at tinyurl.com slash p3florida and book your Florida trip today. That's tinyurl.com slash p3florida, man. Once again, it's Florida, not Jamaica. I'm sorry. We can vape if we want to, we can leave cigarettes behind. Cause our friends all vape, and if they don't vape, then they're no friends of mine. Yeah. Vista. Vista Vapors. For all your vaping needs, go to Vista Vapors at P3 Radio. What? Not P3. No. Not P3 Radio. Oh. What the hell? It's tinyurl.com slash P3 Vista. Tinyurl.com slash P3 Vista. Vista Vapors for all your vaping needs. We can leave cigarettes behind. Josh Barley and Richard Mulligan still here with you. Jermaine Stewart. This song, I don't know why, it's been stuck in my head for the past three or four days. It's probably came to your wife. I never knew this was a guy. I always thought this was just a girl. It sounds like a girl, right? It really does. Or maybe he got kicked in the nuts right before he started singing. He's got a microphone stand. Maybe he did that little kick thing when the, where he kicks the bottom of it to make it come up. Maybe he kicked it too hard and it came up and racked him. And he's like, well, screw it. We've got too much studio time invested now. We've got to do this. But. Maybe that's why he's trying to push the point across that we don't have to take our clothes no, off. No, we don't do that right now. Because my nuts are injured. <laughs> Not getting any kind of chub today. Took a shot in the pills and nothing's gonna work right now. <laughs> uh. <laughs> you gotta cut this off because I gotta ask you. Yeah. I have to ask. Yeah, go ahead. Has there ever been a point to where, you know, this may be a little personal, but I don't give two fucks. Has there ever been a point to where you were trying to, you know, get the lava? flowing if you will <laughs> and it's just not happening it's kind of that uh, you said forceful chub and right that's why, have you ever had to be forceful to get the chub and it's just yeah what do you mean like forceful you mean like i'm sitting in there yelling at it no <laughs> come on you you know whenever you're trying to to you know get the mood going and get get things rolling get the wagon rolling and you know oh boy he's just not co- cooperating you know have you ever had to try to forcefully get the chub I mean, not that I remember. I have, and I'm going to tell you. (laughs) I'm going to tell you something. It feels like 
like a like a distraught scientist or something, and you're sitting there trying to give a lecture in front of a crowd, and you're trying not to sound stupid, and you know it's like a like a painter, he's just painting the hell out of something. There's no paint on the brush, and you're frantically trying to paint. You know that's the way. Hello, I, trees. That's the Hello way I trees. felt. You know? <laughs> that was my first sexual experience, though. I guess it was stage fright or whatever. But the first yeah, one, the very first Jeez. time, and, and you know it's not happening, and I'm sitting there, you know, just trying to make something spark. Nah, nothing. Yeah, that's. A little, maybe a little TMI there. <laughs> well, that's, I was spitting on it. I was cursing at it. <laughs> there you go. You're, you're, you're painting the picture now. <laughs> yeah, we'll go with that. That's exactly what happened. Uh, but no, man, I, that's, um, that's, yeah, that might be a little too much information. Sad part is we started talking about that during the song, so I can't edit it. Oh, that's fine. I, mean, I guess I could, but man, it takes a lot of time to edit. I've been doing a lot less editing. I know probably the people that listen to this podcast, you know, routinely. If they, if those people exist, then you probably notice editing has went kind of <laughs> the way of the dinosaur a little bit <laughs> due to time constraints and stuff like that. It's just sometimes it's easier to to just not edit. You know, it's a lot easier just to say fuck it. Yeah, You're I right. mean, I mean that. That sounds like that would be an awesome T-shirt, you know. But it's a great way of life. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's a lot, a lot less stressful, that's for sure. You know, I was going through my notes here, and um, you know, we we tried to get DDP on the show back in, <laughs> back when we first started. You know, you have high hopes. You know, well, here's the thing: I can say it like this: we have high hopes because we pulled some major guests without having any kind of experience, any qualifications, just being nice to people. We've pulled some major guests this year. We are three weeks away from our one-year anniversary show. Can you and believe that? It's, it's about like the pimp who's just trying to get into the game. He don't have no hose on deck yet, right? And he's trying to convince that first one, hey, you need to be with me. I can right. do all this shit for you. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. That's exactly... You yeah. ought to be a pimp. Do you? If you, if you, if, if what you do for a living doesn't work out, you right. ought to get into the the, the game, pimping game. The pimping game, the pimp man. You be good almost, at convincing people. It would be like to do shit. It would be like if the pimp had no hands to slap anybody with, no weapons. He's got he a little just, nub. Just really nice to people. <laughs> hey, bitch! Why don't you uh, come join me? I get a check every month. I ain't got no fucking hands. <laughs> it's mostly disability, but no, man. Uh, you know, we've had some guests. We've had wrestlers, we've had Olympic gold medalists, all these people, but Headbanger Mosh. Headbanger, we haven't had Headbanger Mosh. I don't know. Are you what, sure? That's like the that's like that underlying thing. It's like every time we talk about the headbangers, we had Thrasher, we didn't have Mosh, but for some I, reason we, we I think Mosh is in the archive somewhere. We we'll just have maybe to look. you people should go look. Maybe go look, go look through them, see if you can find Mosh. It was she a great interview. In there. Great interview. I forget where I was going with that, but <laughs> <laughs> oh. But, yeah, we were trying to get DDP on, on the show. And uh, so I actually got a few messages back and forth from DDP. And, you know, we just couldn't make it work out. But uh, I was looking through my notes here, and I saw I had screenshotted it because I thought it was funny and sent it to Josh. About two or three weeks ago, he was trying to get somebody to call him. And he did the, uh, the thing to where he was trying to get Mario Ronaldo. Ronaldo? 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 Mario Ronaldo. 
Is that his name? How, Old how, Pride guy. Yeah, he he used to announce SmackDown. He does NXT. Uh, he was trying to get in touch with him, and he just sent out this tweet. And I think he thought he was doing a direct message, but he just put his phone number. He's like, text me directly. Here's my phone number. And it oh, just I've seen that. Out on Twitter, and I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> uh, so I kept that number. <laughs> I seen that immediately. I was like, well, there's Richard's uh, yeah, go. There's his in. I'm not going to call it. That's that's the thing. You know, I'll text it five times uh, yeah. a, uh, every two hours. I haven't I haven't called it yet. I haven't called DDP, but uh, we do have some we do have some guests coming up, uh, some big guests. Hopefully, um, I've sent out some feelers for a few people. Uh, so nothing nothing sure just yet, but we we should we might have some stuff coming up. So be on the lookout for guests. <laughs> but right. you know what's funny is, you know, we were looking over the numbers for our last podcast where we were just BSing with each other and it did just as well, if not better than some of the ones that we interviewed people on. And it's like maybe that's what we need to do. Maybe we just need to do uh what two drink minimum radio <laughs> no we just need to let our hair down and just right. have fun yeah because people just like we were talking about with conrad you know I, I i was like i don't know why what happened when is my favorite show right and he said you know yeah it's his favorite show too there's no stress involved with that show i have fun the other two there's a little bit of stress but you know blah 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 right but people notice when you have fun right and they kind of get drawn into the fun you know? well uh we'll get off the of guests and everything i just i was looking through my notes and i just saw that i still have ddp's number unless he's changed it uh but like i said it's kind of like that chris farley thing i got all their addresses i'm not going to do anything with them though <laughs> <laughs> it's just nice to have you know um but maybe one day maybe one day we'll pull that off and maybe get ddp on this show we i do i will say that we are currently trying our best to get this former world champion on and he keeps dodging us, but we're going to get him. I'm not going to give up. I won't give up on it. I've got a burlap sack, chloroform. <laughs> I'm just waiting for him to be alone at this uh, point. You remember that, speaking of chloroform, you remember that scene in Ace Ventura where he's trying to get a look at the ring and he's trying to jog by this guy, but he can't look at it while he's jogging. And it's like for weeks he's doing it. And then finally you just see him jump on his back with a rag and he chloroforms him. <laughs> the old Memphis angle. Yeah, the Memphis angle. It's like, Do you was... smell that? Oh, my God. Yeah, that's ether. That's ether. <laughs> But, you know, they don't do that anymore. Why don't they do those gimmicks? You know, you would think they would use that on Braun Strowman, you know, because. That's the next logical step. Yeah, I mean, why not? You know, you got a guy that's beating everybody up. He can't be, he's impenetrable, but the guy breathes. So he's, you know, put some chemical on a rag, shave his head, you know, <laughs> to the old Memphis thing. <laughs> Slap his wife while he's down. <laughs> Give his wife a haircut. Yeah, that's the Memphis thing. Uh, but, but, no, I. I got on a bit of a YouTube loop the other day and I know you had some stuff you wanted to talk about, but I just saw this and I wanted to talk to you about it. Um, uh, you know, every, every YouTube page has some like these, you know, the 10 wildest things that ever happened, blah, blah, blah. Well, there was this one, you, we talked about double dare, right? Yeah. Double dare came back and I've been watching it and everything. And did you know, like there was some dark stuff, not dark, like killer stuff going around with double dare, but there was things on double dare that almost got it canceled. Like, when they did the first season, they couldn't figure out what to do to keep the floors from getting messy. So what they ended up doing was they just made the floors to where they could squeegee them off. So they had all this whipped cream and beans and stuff that they were pouring on people and slime. And what they ended up doing was squeegeeing it off into a tarp. 
and the tarp uh, just kind of folded up into the set. So, like, they just rolled it up. Well, when they left after season one, they were almost certain they weren't going to get picked back up, and they didn't clean up anything. <laughs> and when they got to season two, they unrolled the tarp that was part of the stage, like the staging area, and they said it was just the disgusting smell of, like, old sour cream, like old whipped cream that had soured beans that had been heated up and then rolled together in a tarp for, like, six months. Oh, my God. And they said that when they cleaned it up, the people that worked on the set that had to clean it up, like, most of them broke out in, like, these boil-type things. (laughs) 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 But, But what was funnier was they were talking about the first episode. They had a game that was banned. And the game was, um, it was called Nightmare or something like that. It was uh, basically, it was a pillow. And the pillow was like this big feather pillow. And you opened it up and there was a flag in there. And you dump all the feathers out and it's like probably a room full of feathers. Like it would just cover a normal size room's floor with feathers. So the contestants have a minute to get through this obstacle course. They dump the pillow out. They're frantically dumping it out the looking 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 the girl's crawling around and everything this is the debut show she's crawling around looking through all the feathers and the time runs out and they're like oh my god she did not find she didn't find the, the flag this is our first show this is a disaster you know you want the games to be easy to win for these kids I found out the producers forgot to put the flag in the pillow. <laughs> That's some shit we would do. So then they, they do a take two they put the flag in the pillow, but they buried it so deep that they still spent a minute and they lost again. <laughs> so the third, they did three takes on the opening show, and they basically, the, the third time, just put the flag on the top of the pillowcase. <laughs> Broke kayfabe for right. the audience. Yeah. Right. All the kids in there, oh, you know that set up, right? Right. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so I, Double Dare, you know, like I said, I imagine... Uh, they said they had one kid that had, um, basically, it was just really brittle bones, but somehow you had to sign, like, waivers and stuff in case you got hurt. Yeah. And apparently one kid, like, broke his arm, had brittle bones and broke his arm, and it went through the skin on set. Uh, one kid, they thought he broke his neck because he had fell down this little, like... <laughs> like you, you don't think about that kind of stuff when you're looking at Double Dare. You're looking at like, oh, that looks like a fun game. Let's go play it. But yeah, apparently there was so many injuries on that set. <laughs> but Double Dare and the U.S. Olympic team have the best physicians like money can buy. <laughs> uh, oh, you wrap that all up with Mark Summer was, was a OCD neat freak. Like he couldn't stand to be messy. Is that <laughs> the like, best rib ever? It is. That's I mean, what would you do messes? for a paycheck, Mark? Yeah. <laughs> what would you do? <laughs> you well, would go I, on a show. What would you do? But yeah. before that, we're going to give you the messiest job oh. that we can find. <laughs> like for television production. Yeah, yeah. Just, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. You might get whipped cream on you. God, imagine him hosting Fear Factor. Oh, yeah. It would not work. But, but yeah, that always stood out to me. But, yeah, I didn't mean to get off on a double dare tra- uh, tangent. but oh, I like talking about stuff like that, um, which leads me to uh, what I'm going to do Monday. Monday, I'm going into my place of business. I'm going to take a page out of your book. I'm going to quit my job. Oh, really? I'm quitting my job Monday. Huh. I have a business plan. You have a business plan. I have a business plan. Okay. Now, this is going to take a little bit of cooperation from the environment and the community and whatnot. (laughs) But 
I'm telling you. <laughs> it's gonna take it's gonna take a lot of cooperation to make me rich, but just listen <laughs> to me, people. <laughs> no. Look, it's just for me I mean I can get you in on it because you may have to help me with some traps and whatnot. <laughs> some traps. Oh man, you just gotta Oh hear god, it. you better not say I'm gonna sell people. No, 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 no. That's it's not. better than that. It's better than that. <laughs> look. It all started with a conversation that right. we were talking about. We needed a dog door for my big fat ass dog because I mean, she's older, so she's wanting to go out more, you know, and after you've let her out the 10th time that day, you just wish there was a doggy door right. or something. Well, my daughter speaks up and she says, dad, uh, you'd have to make that so big. What other animals come in? <laughs> I said, well, you're right. You're probably right. You know? And, just got me thinking as you know what 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 would happen if i did a doggy door i mean yeah. what's the worst possible uh, so on a side note here you know every time when i was a kid i never understood doggy doors because i in my head i'm like wouldn't they just hit the screen door when they came in <laughs> <laughs> just bust through the doggy door and hit the screen door and rack their brains across it most of those like yeah they're gimmicks. just regular doors right yeah. i don't i have no Something that could be worked on, you know, worked in on the back. Right. But the front door has the glass and all that. Right. But either way, yeah, go ahead. I started Sorry. thinking, what exactly would be the worst possible scenario if I made a doggy door that big? Right. We got possums, yeah. raccoons, all kind of wildlife in Bemis now, right? Yeah. But the possibly, possibly the worst thing that could happen would be if one of the coyotes. Oh, yeah. You know, because we have them here. And I was thinking, okay, coyote. Well, if I did a doggy door, you know, the coyote, blah, blah, blah. Right. And then it hit me. Coyote mace. Coyote mace. Coyote mace. Yes. Do you remember them, uh, the, the rape mace keychains <laughs> that they had? Just basically mace, yes. In but the 90s? Yeah. But it was marketed as rape mace. <laughs> Right? And I didn't rape a single person. They just screamed dude, out their eyes. Oh, man. Like, every woman in my family had rape mace. On yeah, I remember. My, my mom had Back that in the day. You and could also use it as for dog repellent as well if you were walking. And the way it was marketed to those women right. was rapes and attacks, carjackings, they're all on the rise. You have to get this mace in case something happens. Right. You have to. So... I think with a little cooperation and a little agitation, we could get the coyote population up in Bemis, <laughs> right? So That's you step one. Like light some candles for them, play some Barry White. No, I think we should. We might have to have like a purge of other animals that are possibly like a hindrance to the coyotes. But once we get the coyote numbers up, that's when step two comes into play. We right. start with the marketing. The marketing for the Coyote Mason Bemis. I mean, we could potentially have every old woman, even children in Bemis, give us at least five bucks for a can of our Coyote Mace. And, you know, my daughter was like, well, I mean, why don't you just shoot it in the head? <laughs> you, can't, you can't be cruel to the little fuckers. You can just mace them. You can always wash their eyes. You can't be cool to yeah. Hello, oh, I'm sorry I maced you. I don't know what I was thinking. Let me wash your eyes out, Mr. Cody. <laughs> that sounds like a great idea. But dude, I mean, come on. If, if if we get the coyote population up It seems like it would be more cruel to mace a coyote than to shoot it in the head. So kill it. Opposed to just dis okay. enable so, the coyote. So, all right, so 
there's so many holes in this. <laughs> I don't As I was pretty sure that you would say. I'm really hoping that your job doesn't hear this and take this as a real quitting. <laughs> we heard you on the podcast, Josh. Here's your two weeks right here. <laughs> like, well, thank you for listening. It's just entertainment, <laughs> you fucking mark. Anyways, but, yeah, all right. once we get it up, once we get the fear in the public, that's when step three comes. Mm-hmm. We actually start figuring out <laughs> oh, no. how are we going to make <laughs> this shit. On, hold on. You actually just said once we get the fear in the public. <laughs> <laughs> once we get the fear in the public, that's when the money starts rolling in. That's always when it happens. After 9-11, do you realize how oh, many Jesus. small companies were started just off of fear products? Yeah. The motherfuckers are rich now. Yeah, but we could be the same way. So, how do you propose that we get the coyote population up in this area? Well, that's what I'm saying. We agitate the environment. That means kill other animals that are predatorial to coyotes, and we kind of leave them food packages and whatnot. <laughs> leave them uh, incense, so whenever they want to have sex, <laughs> they'll be in a better mood. And they could possibly have more coyote babies. So you're not talking about like trapping a coyote and trapping two coyotes and just hopefully mating them and that l- is releasing their brilliant. No, I wasn't even <laughs> thinking that way. But we could have a coyote farm. A coyote farm. And then all of a sudden, it could the, the fence gets broke, whatever, <laughs> and then you got about a hundred of them. That's instant fear. That's instant money. <laughs> maybe maybe stage it. it to where it looks like a coyote broke into someone's house. You know. Oh man! <laughs> Once it was the coyotes that broke in. I know it. It's happening all over Bemis, ladies and gentlemen. You have to get your coyote mace now. I'm the only one selling it, by the way. It's got <laughs> special non-cruel. Uh, Special non cruel elements. <laughs> the little fuckers will be all right. I'm telling uh, you, it's a first, lot safer than shooting them in the head. The first time the coyote repellent doesn't work, you're so screwed. You're so screwed. If you if are, so, are we supposed to be keeping it quiet? Also, that we're releasing all these coyotes into the wild. Are we Are we doing the whole thing where it's like we saved you, but we're the real reason? That there's fear. <laughs> that happens like all all throughout history that's happened. Why can't why not us, Richard? Why not? Can me? you can you give me an example of one time that that somebody caused a problem and then profited off of Are you literally asking me that question? Just now? one. Just one. Just one? Yeah. Okay. Are we about to go completely like well, I'm Alex just, Jones here. No, but I'm just going to give you All the right. truth. Oh, okay, go ahead. The truth, Alex Jones. That, he's a fucking chill. He, you know, fuck him. But in his opinion, Josh's opinion, you don't. No, get sued. I mean he more than likely is. All right, so go ahead. Anyhow, like you got, uh, say, cigarette makers, right? Right. They, they, they totally assured doctors and the general public that cigarettes safe. Hell, it's healthy to smoke. <laughs> and then by like 30 years later, it was the most unhealthy thing right. that you could do. And you don't think that that was their gimmick? Like, you don't think that they knew what the hell they were doing? Probably. They knew they were going to make a shit ton of money and they didn't care. All right. So I get it. I get the whole, all right, they're selling a product They that's created bad. a problem. And then the... they... They didn't. They don't really have a solution. Exactly. You're so, hooked. Yeah. So, so you're no, done. I'm saying, name another time where you can create fear and then save someone from that said fear and profit off of it. Well, I mean, like you got say people that agitate countries into war. 
You create that fear, and then you convince them, I have the solution, my army, but, you know, we're going to get control of your resources and whatnot, just like Iraq, just like what's trying to go on in Syria. You got, you know, other places in the Middle East that's got that oil, and <laughs> you create chaos. Other places in the Middle East Libya, that's got that oil. Libya, look what happened over there, you know. Shit was created. Chaos was created. <laughs> now, he may have been a dictator or whatever. Wait, wasn't this the... Okay, so what What was that M. Night Shyamalan movie where they had a village that they created and the they... village. Okay. So they... <laughs> right on the tip of my tongue. Was, yeah. it, was it the suburb? Was it the county? I don't know. The village. Okay. But, yo, wasn't that basically the premise of the village? They said there's these evil things out there that'll kill you. So stay inside. The boogeyman. Yeah. Or that's. But they created the, the evil thing. Yeah, it was just like the oldest guy <laughs> in a suit. All right, so keep going with your plan. Well, that's just it. I haven't really had like what happens <laughs> if you know they find you out that we we did release all the coyotes into the wild, or what happens if they find out that we murdered all the other predatory things towards right. the coyotes. I mean, it's it's a long drawn out couple years type thing but dude within 10 15 years we're sitting on at least 40 50 grand <laughs> that's not a lot of money i, I know <laughs> it, it was just like a quick type get rich thing it, maybe it'll work i didn't even get rich that's get basically you <laughs> what'd you say brother uh, when you uh, when you get when you look at it, if we quit our jobs, <laughs> we'd probably be making less by splitting the $40,000. <laughs> Just depends on how much fear, you know, is created, really. I'm really, really wanting to put out the fear aspect. Uh when somebody's afraid, just like when you know a robber sticks a gun in your your face or whatever, you're right. fran- oh my god, let me give it. Here's my keys to my house. Here's, you're frantically just trying to give whatever to make the problem go away. You let at least one or two coyotes get in a house around here, right? Mace for days. <laughs> and we want to always, we always want to, you know, say, hey, you know, you might want to make sure you have more mace around, just just in case. That's why it's yeah. a two-pack. Yeah. <laughs> with, with a leather, and it could be a customizable uh, mace holder, you know, that you keep the mace in. You keep on your, your belt loop. That way you can protect your kids because your kids are so important, you know. But, but who, we're trying to do the humane thing, what, not shoot them in the head. What would you do if, like, you start this this whole process and business is going well and they put out this news article it says scientists are going to study why the increase of coyotes in the neighborhood have recently become an issue what, what would be your thought when you heard that news story the only famous scientists are meth addicts and no meth, no no, no. Uh, i'm saying just makers. scientists they're, they're bringing a scientist in to study this oh god i try to do everything to stop that <laughs> There'd be no way I'd let them know that. There's <laughs> <laughs> private property right here. There's private property. You the can't be train here. track people own this. What are you talking? Get your scientist ass out of here. <laughs> meanwhile, they walk up. You've got like 40 coyotes in a cage. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> collars with personalized nameplates on them. Get away from Jackie. That's my prize. She's had three litters this year. <laughs> 
Uh, <laughs> Can't a man try to make a living? You got you got a wheelbarrow that says baby coyote transport wagon. <laughs> 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 You're just wheelbarrowing them out into the, <laughs> to the forest. <laughs> there you go now. Don't come back now. You go attack family or something. Mama, I was on the way home from school. This strange man gave me this weird looking dog. <laughs> this fucking mangy ass coyote on a leash. <laughs> That's crazy, man. Look, I never said all all plans have holes in them initially. <laughs> you know, it's how do you adjust? How do you overcome the adversity of that and then, you know, put quicksand in the holes so you sink further? That's usually how my shit goes. Anyways, so are you with me? <laughs> you haven't said you you're, you well, do you have faith. Well, I, <laughs> I don't know about this one, man. I'm gonna be honest with you. I mean, we could try it. <laughs> so Josh is gonna come in on Monday. His clothes are gonna be ripped up. <laughs> the bikes don't fucking work. <laughs> I need to go get a rabies shot right now. Is my eye hanging out? I don't. I feel like my eye is hanging out. Uh, I tell you what, I'm testing the coyotes. Put like Tabasco sauce on them, seeing how they react. <laughs> no, it's gonna have to be habanero. Uh, well, uh, you walk in with ripped up clothes. Well, Formula One Thirteen is a failure. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. I tell you what pisses them off more than anything. Trying to make a mate with another male. (laughs) Boy. I was trying to have predatorial babies. (laughs) Then there's there's two of them. (laughs) 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 I feel like this is just going to end with local man dies in a weird coyote breeding ground. I've got like chicken wire and shit all scrubbed <laughs> everywhere. I got little fences in Frogmore, what like if, sectors of cow. What if you didn't build the fence high enough and you just went out on day one, like time to start, and you go out and they've already escaped from the cage? <laughs> <laughs> They're gone. Shit. Well, so what are you gonna do? Because most coyotes too are are scared of people. Well, you gotta what? get a pup, possibly a whole. I gotta find a litter first so I can get them when they're babies. And then raise them, you know, just like you would, kind of like a dog, but have more respect for them, watch them, you know. And then I get the breeding program going, and then that's, you know, when everything really starts popping off. You just got to get them humanized first. You just gotta the, but human. the babies, you don't, like, not so, the initial puppies that so, you get. Their puppies, you wouldn't humanize them. You want them so to be you wild. you want to domesticate, like, coats at least uh, so one litter what if you get them so domesticated that they don't attack anymore their babies will just they won't <laughs> you don't you don't domesticate their offspring you domesticate your studs yeah and, and you, you know you get what i'm saying yeah just like the dog fighters they're the dogs that they produce dogs with they don't fight them usually uh. they just use them for studs i'm gonna do the same thing Maybe we start a coyote fighting ring. No, I feel like that's that's probably not the way to go. <laughs> I just we can get the gambling aspect. You know, there's a lot more money in that. Yeah, I just I feel like this is just a bad plan all the way around, man. I'm gonna. I've had a few. I'm gonna have to <laughs> a few bad plans. Yeah, <laughs> I'll have a few more before you know I'm done. But I'm gonna have to kneel out of this one. Well, that's out. fine because you know I'm used to not having uh, confidence instilled in me. And that, you know, that's just another life dealing a blow. <laughs> but I, I shall overcome. 
It's going to happen. I, I wrote down this, and and I, I, this will probably be what we end on for this show, but, you know, I wish I had that sound effect. Because you remember when we first started, we had that sound effect that said, crap, our wives say, crap, our wives say, hey. hey. Yeah. You, remember? you still have it. Somewhere. I wish I could find it. That's the problem. I can't find it anywhere. Um, it's on the, the old hard drive because you transferred all that other shit from the old computer onto it. Oh, there it is. I found it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Crap! Our wives say! Crap! Our wives say! Hey! Wow. <laughs> what? <laughs> so if you were listening in a car, your speakers are blown out now. If you're listening with headphones, uh, we are not liable for any surgeries. Yeah. <laughs> how, about, how about we play it again, but we turn it down way, way, way down. Well, how about that? That was... Crap! Our wives say! Crap! Our wives say! Hey! So the other day, I'm watching... You gotta click the mouse. Click the mouse. There you go. And then move it. There you go. So the other day... <laughs> Josh was freaking out because one of our computers was going to sleep. But the other day, my I'm watching um, Deadpool Easter eggs on YouTube. It's just like little things that was in the movie that you might not have noticed. Little Easter eggs. You know what an Easter egg is, right? Yeah, like the Marvin Cease poster in Pretty in Pink. I guess. That's a little specific. Never mind. Yeah. Well, we're watching them. We're watching them. We're watching I watched probably like 15, 20 minutes long. She's going to kill me when she hears this. If she hears it, she don't listen. My wife don't listen to our show. But she's a big fan of not supporting me. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> she's a huge fan of not supporting me. But no, um, after we got done, we were watching like 15, 20 minutes. And she's like, where were the Easter eggs? I was like, well, we just watched them. She says, I don't get it. I didn't <laughs> see one egg in that whole damn thing. <laughs> and I just looked at her for five minutes like, what? <laughs> and she's like, I didn't see one egg in that whole thing. I'm like, oh, you poor little homeschooled girl. <laughs> she's like, what? Is that, is, are they called Easter eggs? Yeah, the little appearance things, they're called Easter eggs. Oh, why do they call them Easter eggs? I don't know, but that's what they're called. And I feel bad that you thought that we were going to look at actual Easter eggs just hanging out. And <laughs> like somebody on the set of Deadpool's, like, all right, make sure you dip that in food coloring, but make sure it goes in vinegar first to weaken the shell a little bit. <laughs> How do you get the squiggly lines on there? <laughs> yeah, not a great story, but I mean, I just thought it was humorous that. Uh, that she said that. I so. think it's humorous that she kicks your ass when she hears it. <laughs> crap! Our wives say! Crap! Our wives say! So hey! So it's been crap our wives say. <laughs> we don't do that segment very much, and that no. might be why. <laughs> we really don't. We, I mean, there's stuff that happens. I think it's safe to do that now, because, like, you know, you said your your wife was a fan. Mine was, too, for, like, four episodes. Oh, I never said my wife was a fan. She's never <laughs> really. She tried to she listen. She listened to that one. Yeah. Then she like <laughs> shitted on it. Your wife used to listen to all of them. Like yeah, I, for like four episodes. I remember I came home like many times like, well, Josh's wife listens. You don't listen. So it is what it is. Anything else for this episode, Josh? Uh, you know, probably not this one. I mean, I was going to ask you about if you heard about what New Japan and Ring of Honor are doing next year. Mm, MSG? Eh. We'll save that for another show, I guess. Okay. Well, you can cut it out. <laughs> well, I won't cut that out. We'll just keep talking you know, like it never happened. 
But it didn't happen, just like the coyotes. Yeah. So if you want to breed coyotes, or if you want to follow our show, go to Twitter and type in P3 Radio, the number one. If you want to send us an email, send us an email at gmail at p3radio1 at gmail.com. Josh, what's our number if they want to call us or send us a text message? 731-300-6675. And as always, check out our archives on iTunes and SoundCloud and anywhere you find podcasts. So podcasting apps like Podbeam and Beyond Pod, Beyond Pod, Podcast Addict, those those sites. Just type in P3 Radio, you'll see us there. Well, that's going to about do it for us. For Josh Briley, this has been Richard Mulligan saying thanks and good night.